Hello and welcome to the Overland Journal podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Giordano, and today I am with two very special guests, Josh and Vanessa from Destined for Wild. Yes. Yay! (laughs) So I'm really excited because we're in my hometown today recording this podcast, and you guys just happen to be from beautiful British Columbia, Canada as well. Yes. It's always fun to chat with some Canadians about overlanding the world. Yes. It's funny because our house is actually 30 minutes from your house. Yeah. Which is very weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's super fun though to, to chat with you guys about that because I don't really get a chance to talk to Canadians that often uh, about overlanding. Yeah. We only met, honestly... A handful of Canadians on I our trip. I think less than that. I think two or yeah, three. Not very many. Not very many at yeah. all. Nice. It's kind of nice when you can. I know. So tell us a little bit about the trip. You just got back a few months ago. Yes. From a big trip. Yeah. Tell us where you went and what vehicle did you take? So we just finished the Pan American Highway. So Mm -hmm. we started off in BC, Canada and went south. We finished uh, probably, I think, about two months ago. But we drove totally our 1994 80-series Land Cruiser. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The 90s Toyota. Yes. They're always the best. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So how did you decide that you wanted to do this Pan American trip? Well, honestly, I followed you guys on Instagram when you did it. (laughs) Sorry. And I was like, this is really cool. So I started to want to do it after you guys had finished. And then I had been thinking about it for years. And then Vanessa and I got together. Yeah. And I'd always talked about us doing this trip. And we had talked about someday, let's do this, someday, let's do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And we kind of just hit a point where we were like, when is someday? So mm-hmm. we just kind of figured we're, we were young and healthy, or we are young and healthy. <laughs> and why not just kind of go? Yeah. So we just kind of did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things we had thought about for a really long time, but the only thing holding us back was really us. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah we didn't want to wait until like we're, we're old and retired and don't want to sit in a car for like hours on end each day driving. Mm-hmm. So we're like, why don't we do it now when we don't have kids or a house or anything like that that's yeah. holding us back so we're like let's just go exactly yeah because <laughs> most people always say they'll, they'll wait till their retirement to go actually start living life and do stuff mm-hmm. but we kind of have like life isn't promised never guaranteed tomorrow so why not go and just live life now yeah yeah, yeah. i love it <laughs> yeah um when or were the what were the things that you had to put in order to be able to go in terms of preparation so there was quite a bit so Mm -hmm. we had talked about this like i said for quite a while but we didn't really have a date on when we were going to go or how we were going to do it or any of that yeah we were talking about for like the last like probably like five-ish years seriously about doing it yeah and then Mm -hmm. at the time we had like a mitsubishi delica Mm -hmm. and had kind of talked about oh this is like perfect this is great and then after realizing how complicated it was to fix things with Mm -hmm. it being a right-hand drive and being a Japanese import and, and being van. Imported, yeah. we were just kind of like, you know what? This is just a lot of extra complications with getting parts, getting it fixed, right hand drive as well. Because right hand drive, you can't get into Nicaragua. Uh, Nicaragua, and Costa, Rica. Costa Rica. And someone told me apparently I, Panama. I think Panama has some rules with it too. I don't know if it's as strict as Costa Rica and yeah. Nicaragua, but yeah, you can't enter the border with a right hand yeah. drive. So there's right. a block. So Basically, after finding that out, we were like, okay, shoot, we need to figure something else out. Yeah. <laughs> so we had thrown around the deal, idea a lot of what we were wanting to take. Mm-hmm. And we had seen, basically, people have done it in literally everything at this point. So yeah. we were kind of like, how crazy do we go with this? Because it's more important to actually travel than have like the perfect vehicle to do it in. 
whatever the perfect vehicle is, exactly. that yeah. mythical creature. Exactly. Because, again, I'm sure like you guys know, we've met people who've done it in like a Honda Civic and people who've done it in multi-million dollar rigs and all of them have things they like and don't like about their vehicle. Oh, 100%, yeah. So you can kind of, you don't need to have anything special. You can really just take whatever and go for it. Yeah, whatever works for you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of just trying to figure out, okay, what are we doing? How are we doing this? The logistics of it. Mm -hmm. How much would this cost? Uh, how long we could actually take to do this. Yeah. Uh, basically, like, it's like subletting our house out. Mm -hmm. Our jobs allowing us to go do this. Yeah. Getting a vehicle to actually go and do this because at the time, we didn't really have a good car to actually challenge yeah, for something like we, this. Yeah, we like said, no, taking the van. So we're yeah. back to the drawing board trying to look for something. And we had all the ideas, like what about mm -hmm. a pickup with a camper on the back or what about yeah. a van or something like that. So we, we, we <laughs> researched for everything. a whole long time we looking. looked into, I spent way too much time researching this. Yeah. I looked into <laughs> vans, trucks, uh, SUVs, mm -hmm. small cars, different builds you could do on everything. And kind of just got honestly really overwhelmed and I was like well what's what's perfect mm -hmm. and then kind of hit a point where we're like it doesn't need to be perfect yeah so we're like okay well mm -hmm. what are things that were important to us and I wanted things to be to be reliable I wanted it to be easy to get parts for and easy to fix mm -hmm. and I wanted it to be comfortable and I didn't want it to be like super big and flashy where it would cause a lot of attention and is able to go where we want to go to. And, yes, and be mm -hmm. capable of going everywhere that we wanted to be able to go. So mm -hmm. the vehicle would never hold us back. Yeah. So kind of just started looking around things, looking at the drawing board and kind of figured, Toto checked a lot of those boxes. So yeah. we figured Toto didn't really know what we were wanting with that. Mm -hmm. And then we went from, uh, I think at the time I, had, I actually owned an old Tacoma, but there's some issues with that. Looked into Forerunners, bought a Forerunner, got rid of the Forerunner. <laughs> it was in very and good shape. The dream had always been Land Cruiser has always been my dream vehicle, but it seemed kind of unattainable. They're so hard to find in Canada, especially yeah. BC, and like and they're always way overpriced. And ones that aren't right-hand drive. Yeah, a lot of ones too. in Canada are JDM. Yeah. So had been looking around for a while and just kind of had that one off because I didn't think it was attainable. Mm -hmm. And then one came up for sale in Kelowna, and we were like, oh, let's go check this out. So took a couple of days, drove out and went and looked at it, got inspected, and kind of just figured why not give it a shot, pull the trigger on it, and here we are now. Well, we also landed on, on this specific Land Cruiser because we were also inspired by another couple that did this yeah. trip, uh, Dirt Sunrise, yeah, Tim so Kelsey. Yeah, we yeah. really yeah. we loved Goose. Yeah, because they had an, yeah. uh, theirs was a 95, I believe, but it had a camp tech conversion. Yeah. And after seeing that, I really liked the idea of that and yeah. simply the fact that you could have like the camper built into the vehicle so you wouldn't have to get in and out. Yeah. And it was still lower profile. It's relatively simple, but it was funny because I think on through one of the forums or something, I had saw that they were no longer making them. Oh, yeah, Camp Techs? Yeah. 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 Or they said the Camp Tech conversion. So yeah. I was kind of like, shoot, how's this going to work? Like, how do we find this? I had looked around trying to find used ones. Mm -hmm. Couldn't really figure it out. And I did the crazy thing of emailing the company. Yeah, he reached <laughs> out to the owner of Camp Tech. And yeah. they are still making them. Yeah. But he had just stopped for a couple of years, and then people just took that as, like, that's the truth and just ran with that. Mm -hmm. Right. So called him and he's like, no, I can definitely do that for you guys. So uh, we drove down to Colorado and bought the roof, got the roof installed. Yeah. And then basically just built the truck up from there. So we basically bought the truck completely stock and slowly built it into our little house on wheels. Yeah. I guess that's the thing is you get overwhelmed because there are all these options and mm -hmm. all of these choices yeah. and 
any of them could potentially work, but it's like, are they, is this the right choice for you? And exactly. also, is it available? Like yeah. you exactly. were saying, yeah. land cruisers are really, they're, yeah, they're not by. that easy to find here. Exactly. Yeah. So you can, you're almost like, I, I kind of think of this as trying to buy clothes sometimes yeah, for sure. you're you know maybe you're if you're into flipping through magazines looking mm-hmm. at clothes you're like yeah this seems like the perfect jacket or yeah. or yeah. whatever mm-hmm. or, but then you go to the store and you can actually find that jacket in your size so you have to actually find something that's exactly. in your size that fits yeah. well it's going to do what you need and it looks good yeah like this way you want it to fit yeah you know, this exactly has to be right yeah. in all of these ways yeah. right and that's the thing as well like i feel it's kind of silly it might just be me but i feel everyone's gotten into a vehicle at some point that doesn't feel right yeah you're like oh i just don't have enough room a big thing for me is cup holders <laughs> oh the cup holders Josh are very loves important having lots of cup holders so, for as many drinks especially yeah. in toyotas you have to have the proper size cup they holder don't, they don't come oh. with cup holders yeah that was the one design flaw of toyotas i will say i'm standing by that <laughs> but you can add them and we have, I think now we have six. Uh, yeah, something like that. We have that. six or eight cup holders in our truck. It's insane. And it is the best. <laughs> so you can always add them. Yeah. <laughs> so but we just did that. finding what fits you well and works for the purpose that you're wanting. Because like a big thing for me is always not even just for like an overland vehicle, but just always have a vehicle that can allow you to live the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just if you're just driving to and from work or if you're going to ski hills or if you like to go off roading or whatever, just I never want my vehicle to hold me back from doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So we kind of figure like, well, this checks pretty much every box, so why not try it out? What yeah. were the boxes for you? Were, did you want it to be able to take you um, on more technical trails, or did you want it to be able to take you to be camping somewhere comfortably, or what were the I'll say, what were the requirements mm-hmm. for the vehicle that you wanted? That's where it was kind of tricky, because like, I'll say broadly yes to the, all those questions. Yeah. Is, yeah, we're not huge technical trail off-roaders though but like we like to be able to do it though but we didn't know what we wanted it to be able to do yeah we didn't want it to hold us back because we had no idea what to expect right so i wanted to be able to basically get anywhere and everywhere yeah so our truck it's only center locked it doesn't have it's not triple locked like some 80s are Mm -hmm. and honestly i thought that was perfectly fine before we left, I was like, man, I have to add lockers. We have to do this. It needs we to be able to get anywhere. Lock. <laughs> it's totally okay without yeah, we, it. We, we did were perfectly fine, fine. It, yeah. But we wanted to be able to like have what we wanted, wanted to be able to sleep comfortably. Mm-hmm. We wanted basically to have everything that we needed just with us yeah. and not overthink it. Mm-hmm. So like our build was like very simple. Like We didn't have like internal water tanks. We didn't have hot water. We didn't have a bathroom. really like, no, yeah, no bathroom. <laughs> we didn't really have like any like luxuries, I'll say. Yeah. But it was kind of funny is when we were leaving, a lot of people were like, oh, how will you get by without having a bathroom or a shower or running water or whatever? And it honestly wasn't that bad we at all. We made it work. Like we made it work the entire time. We never really had any problems trying to find any of anything. We might have smelt that a lot more than yeah, we, we should have. Yeah, we didn't But we basically just wanted the vehicle to be able to carry what we wanted, get to where we wanted, and be able to do what we wanted. And the biggest thing was I just wanted reliability because mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah. want to break down in the middle of somewhere and not be able to fix it. Yeah. So a, a big requirement for me is like I looked up uh, what vehicles are basically everywhere in the world. Uh, what vehicles can you get parts for everywhere in the world? Um, what are some of the most reliable vehicles ever made? And what are some of the most durable vehicles ever made? Mm-hmm. And basically like a quote that I heard that I liked was um, what does United Nations, uh, the Taliban and the Diamond Mines in Africa have in common? is that they all drive Land Cruisers right? because they don't break. <laughs> yeah. So I took that as a pretty good indication that's a good idea. So we kind of just 
went with it. We knew nothing about Land Cruisers before buying it yeah. and just kind of figured we'd figure it out. And I definitely know way more than I need to know about them at this point. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. Um, in terms of the vehicle, how did it end up performing? Because you said reliability, you could get parts everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that was the intent behind the vehicle choice yeah. um, when you actually hit the road. Mm -hmm. Did that ring true? It did for the most part. <laughs> so there was a few things that definitely could have been better. We only had one major breakdown on our entire trip, which very thankful for. And it was like right at the beginning, like we're in Mexico when it happened. I think we weren't even two weeks into our trip. Yeah, we're like, oh no, it's and over, we're done. <laughs> our, this is where, I still don't know why this happened because I changed everything before we left, mm -hmm. but one of our U-joints exploded on the freeway at going like 120 kilometers an hour. And then the drive shaft basically just shot, well, punched a hole through the floor of the truck. It punched a huge dent in the frame. It cracked our transmission bell housing. Mm -hmm and broke a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So we basically lost all of our transmission fluid on the side of the highway and it just sucked. <laughs> but we were able to get it patched in Mexico surprisingly with JB Weld, yep. which was surprising that worked the entire time. Yeah, JB Weld held on the whole trip too. The one thing that was ironic as well, <laughs> in this one little section of Mexico where we broke down, apparently that's the one area that doesn't have line cruisers. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Ironically, there was not parts for us. No. So they had, we got helped out a ton. Like the shop that we went to, they knew a guy in like a city over that had some parts. Mm -hmm. We had people like on Instagram and stuff reaching out that were going to like, like create us a transmission, all this stuff. Which is so, so nice. A lot of people yeah. just reached out were willing to help. Yeah. Thankfully, they were able to kind of patch the transmission and just make it work and it held the entire trip. Mm -hmm. Like. We literally didn't lose any fluid the entire time, which was shocking. Very shocking. So yeah. we're gonna change it now that we're home. Yeah, we'll fix we it can, properly but now. Very surprised at that. Other than that, like we went through brakes and like normal wear and tear parts. But I think that's because we overlooked how heavy our interior build yeah. was. So that definitely mm. made us go through brakes more and yeah. probably did a lot more stress on the vehicle itself. Definitely. Mm. We, yeah. we didn't think very much about how heavy our truck was mm -hmm. and then how much weight we added to our truck. Yeah. Right. So we definitely were pushing that line quite a bit. So we went through brakes faster than most. So that's something that we're upgrading and changing now. Mm -hmm. And light, we're lightening our truck. And we're lightening too, our but... truck. Cause that was besides the transmission and the brakes. The only other thing we had to do is like, we had to get our power steering pump rebuilt. Uh, we had our starter rebuilt and part of our frame cracked around where our steering box was. That's apparently a really common problem with 80 series. Mm -hmm. So we got that fixed. But other than yeah. that, it did fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's awful on gas. Oh yeah, but, huge gas guzzler. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was pretty crazy on fuel. But we did our entire trip and honestly never really had anything that was a major concern mm -hmm. besides that one breakdown and just trusted the entire time and it would fully do it again. Oh yeah, Yeah. just kept going, it was great. So it did fantastic up until, actually now that I'm thinking, up until the end of our trip, mm -hmm. probably the last month we were on the road, it started burning a lot of oil, Yeah. struggling a bit. It was okay while we were kind of finishing off the trip but getting it back to Canada. It was uh, it was hurting by the time we got home. Yeah. So that was fun though. Yeah. But fully trusted it would do it again for sure. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it does by the end get a bit worn. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were gone for nine months. Yeah. yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah, it's a lot daily use. You're living out of the vehicle and yeah. driving mm -hmm. road conditions you wouldn't normally be driving on the way to work or from work. Um, yeah, so yeah, that makes for sure. sense. Basically but, threw everything at it at once. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so when you broke down that, di that day, yeah. 
uh, you were in Mexico <laughs> and it was getting dark and you had to pull over on the side of the road yeah. and Vanessa was sick at the time. <laughs> yeah, I got food poisoning. I don't know how I got food poisoning, but I did. Yeah, basically <laughs> everything that could have gone wrong that day did go wrong. Yeah. When we first started our trip, we're like, okay, like, we don't have to be anywhere at any time. This is going to be fine. And one of our friends was like, oh, yeah, we'll come meet you guys in Mexico. We're like, oh, cool. That would be great. Mm -hmm. And then we had started. They told us where they had booked their tickets to. And it was the complete bottom end of Mexico. Like, oh, yeah, we'll be there in two weeks. And <laughs> this always happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Oh, we're yeah. always talking to travelers. And, you know, the joy and the wonderful you know, thank you so much for coming to visit or oh, you're so yeah. grateful to have family or friends that come in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's always somewhere super far away. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you're pushing the schedule and exactly. long driving days to be able to make it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. It's always that figures into yeah. the equation. So that's exactly what happened is we just felt like we were like in a huge rush immediately. Oh, yeah, it was like blasted through like so Mexico. So like blasting through Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And like little things that were like, oh, like, could we stop to like maybe deal with this? Like literally when the U-joint exploded. I remember thinking, I was like, oh, okay, next town I'll stop and look to see what that noise is. Yeah, we start hearing a noise and, and we're like, oh, that's fine. And it exploded and it was too late. Yeah. But it was, it was just very chaotic. Cause like we literally, we broke down at probably 11 o'clock in the morning. So pulled over to the side of the highway, got yeah. it off into like the corner a little bit and then called a mechanic or sorry, called, there's a, a program in Mexico called Green Angels. Yeah, it's like a tourism helpline kind of thing. Yeah, so we got told to call them. So we called them and they're like, yep, we'll send a mechanic to you. Don't worry about it. Like, somebody will be there in like 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. This is great. Where in Mexico was this? Uh, this was roughly... It was like 20 minutes outside of Guadalajara. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, well, initially we were going down the coast. We were planning on doing the coast the whole way. Yeah. Um, that time of the year was when all that like heavy stuff was going on with cartel stuff. Mm -hmm. So they had actually had a roadblock and blocked off the coastal highway. Yeah. Right. So we had to go back and around and go up around Mexico City. Yeah. So that's why we were near Guadalajara when we broke down. Mm -hmm. So where it got funny is we called this guy. He said, oh yeah, we're sending somebody. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Like hour goes by. There's still nothing. We're sitting there. Vanessa's still sick. She's going to like get sick in the bathroom or not in the bathroom. In Inside the, the highway in the bushes. In the bushes. Yeah. Like every <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> Then a random guy just walks up to us. Yeah. This is in the middle of nowhere and starts like asking what's going on. Yeah. So like I'm talking to him like he has broken English. I have very broken Spanish. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm asking him like, oh, are you part of like, like Green Angels, whatever. And he just kept saying no. So I was like, oh, okay. And then he calls, a, he's, oh, I'll call a buddy, talking to his friend. Mm -hmm. His friend spoke English and he's, oh yeah, I can be there in like 10 minutes to tow you. And I was like, oh, like we have a tow truck coming already. Like. Mm. Like it's okay, like someone's mm -hmm. coming. Yeah. So he's like, okay, that guy just walks away and leaves. Yeah. This is probably about noon. Fast forward now, it's probably nine o'clock at night. <laughs> There's still nobody. Yeah. We've tried to call multiple times, but the call keeps getting like they'll answer and then they just hung up right away. Yeah, we kept trying to recall Green Angels to see what's yeah. going on, and then yeah, they kept hanging up on us. I don't know why. Or but... it was going to like a different number or yeah, something. Yeah, it I don't was know. very weird. And yeah. it was hectic. I watched yeah. your video, your, your YouTube video <laughs> on this, and it's not like you're you're not like pulled over in this nice oh, no. quiet area. You're on the side of a highway, and there are oh, all yeah. these trucks, you know, going by, yeah. and yeah. it's getting dark. Oh yeah, yeah. there was like at some points there was like inches between us and Cardiff the highway. It was yeah. not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and where it got silly though is then. 
probably about like eight or nine o'clock at night, we get a phone call. It's from the guy we had talked to at eleven in the morning from the Green Angels company. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, like you're like you haven't gotten picked up." Oh no. And we're like, "No." No. He's like, "Oh yeah, we sent somebody. You told, they told us that you sent them away." We're like, "He didn't tell us. And like, he was he with didn't you." Tell us that we were with you. Like we asked if he was a part of your company. He said no. And so he's like, "Oh yeah, okay, we'll send somebody else." So again, we're like, "Okay." <laughs> and then. 10 o'clock at night, a guy shows up in a pickup truck with a chain <laughs> and yes. looked at me first and said, I don't understand why you can't drive. And then I was like, there's a hole in our transmission. Then he looked and was like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But towed us down the highway with a chain. It's pitch black out. And the way he would tell us to go faster or slow down was he would put his hand up or down on the freeway in the dark. So you couldn't see anything, mm-hmm. and that's just how he would tell us what we needed to do. So yeah. he told us 20 minutes back to wherever his shop was, mm-hmm. and then basically was just like, oh yeah, like, just leave your car here, leave your keys here. We're like, well, where are we? He's like, oh yeah, just, just leave it, it's fine. So we're like, okay, well, we have all of our stuff in this truck at this point. Yeah. So we're like, okay. So basically threw the stuff in the back of his truck, left our truck in this random parking lot, and then he drove us to a random hotel where they took us in. Yeah. And They're they really nice like people, though. Brought us in, yeah. like hosted us for. We were there. Ended up being there for like about a week. Yeah. They had a restaurant. They just let us eat at and like put us on a tab. Yeah. And just like made sure everything was taken care of, which was incredible. Wow. So that was awesome. It was like so cheap the, oh, yeah. for staying there for the whole week and eating too. Like I think it was, it was like seventy-five dollars Canadian. Yeah, it was for insane. A week at this hotel. Wow. And yeah. So it was yeah. insane. Yeah. And then Vanessa was able to feel better. Yeah, I actually could recover and... Yeah, I was going to say it was probably such a relief for you to be able, with food poisoning, to have a place to lay down or throw up. Do what you need to do, yeah. It's not pretty. It was funny as well, though, because there's the language barriers with the mechanic, because we kept asking, like, oh, how are things going? Like, like, what's going on? But then he wouldn't reply. Yeah. Or he'd say, oh, yeah, I'll come pick you up in 10 minutes. Yeah. But would then come, like, five hours later. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny, because we are like, all right, this is uh, something, we'll see what happens. And we still didn't even know if we were gonna be able to continue our trip. We thought we were done at that point. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, again, a lot of uncertainty because we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, how did you cope with that? Because I think a lot of times in our daily life, like you guys mm-hmm. were working, yeah. you're working as a graphic designer yeah. and you're working as a barber beforehand. Yeah. And yeah. I'm assuming that your life is kind of structured yeah. to a point yeah. and things like this don't happen in oh, your yeah. day-to-day life so all of a sudden you're thrown into this situation where everything is up in the air you don't yeah. know if your trip's gonna continue yeah. like how did you deal with that or how did you did you just go with it or it was kind of nice in a sense because I feel like because it happened and obviously like through such a wrench into the mix it definitely disrupted like kind of like our daily normal routine to be like all right this is how it's going to be. We're not going to know what's going to happen. Yeah. So we just kind of have to go with it. Mm-hmm. And that was nice because normally I'm very like routine with everything I do. So it's nice to be like, well, we'll see what happens. We could leave today. We could leave tomorrow. We might not leave. I don't know. Yeah. So we just kind of rolled with it, which was nice. Well, I was personally just delusionally optimistic. I'm like, it's going to get fixed. We're going to go meet Josh's parents because his parents yeah. were also visiting us and along with our friends in the same town in southern Mexico. Yeah. I was like, we're going to get there in time and see everybody. It's going to be fine. And I just kept telling myself that. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like, yeah. we'll, we'll just see. Like, we'll say we're still going, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and we got our truck back, and we're like, okay, we have a lot of ground to cover, not a lot of time to yeah. see these people. Yeah. 
and it was funny because we got to they were in Huatuco, Mexico mm-hmm. and we got there the day our friends were leaving <laughs> we just met them we the time. met them <laughs> at the beach and yeah. then drove them to the airport and yeah. that was our time we spent with them oh, we had but maybe an hour and a half we would have had like a week with them there yeah. if we didn't break down <laughs> exactly so it ended up working out and it was fine but we're like all yeah. right this is kind of how it has to be for a little bit yeah so again it's kind of nice to throw us into the deep end a little bit to be like okay mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. We have to just figure things out and yeah. we'll just have to problem solve. And that's part of this trip. Yeah. Yeah. It sets yeah. the tone probably for the rest of the trip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I became, it's funny, Vanessa made fun of me a lot and a lot of the people we met traveling because <laughs> I got into a habit of, I had like a, I joked that it was like my 75 point inspection mm-hmm. where every morning I'd wake up and I'd look at everything. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I'm not not going to do this and then have something else break. Yeah, well, it could be an expensive mistake if you exactly. don't double check everything. But then anytime we stopped to either get food, gas, anything, I would check all of the fluids. Yeah, you would. Every morning I would check over everything and every night I would check over everything. So I was basically just always checking everything because I didn't want it to break. <laughs> but nothing else major broke the rest of the trip. So yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a good practice. Well, yeah. yeah. It was definitely <laughs> yeah. way over the top, but it was, uh, I'm not good. mad about it. Yeah. It was being, helpful. Being proactive. Exactly. Yeah, helps mm-hmm. a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely helps. Your future self. Things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you very much. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that was the thing is I felt like when our truck did break, I was like, this was definitely preventable. I could have done something about this. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'm living and learning from that experience and I'm not doing that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it worked out. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, there were lots of lessons learned, which I think is just something that goes hand in hand with your first big overland trip or even a small overland trip yeah Yeah. you know the first time you go out and you're pushing yourself a little bit and you're learning things so you're learning about the heavy interior Mm -hmm. and you're learning about doing those checks every morning yeah is there anything else and it doesn't have to be vehicle related that you learned on this trip that you that would change things for you moving forward what do you think i have to think for a second a big thing for, I'd say, us as a couple was our communication got a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you spend a lot of time together, so either yeah. you get better as a couple or you get worse. Thankfully, we got better. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I joked that our truck, I believe it was 48 square feet. Yeah. Not including the pop top. Yeah. So it's funny, as us talking to a friend about this as well, is like when you spend that much time with somebody in like your farthest distances arm reach, you learn how to talk really well. Yeah. <laughs> because little problems can become big problems. So it's nice to just be like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. this is what I'm thinking right now. Because a lot of the time, for me personally, I'd over overthink everything. Whereas, I don't know, like, Vanessa's mad at me. It's it like, was just she chilling. wasn't. She's was, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's like, I'm fine. Why are you yeah. freaking exactly. out? Exactly. Yeah. Just read into everything. Yeah. So communication got very good for us as a couple, which was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely learning how to take care of our bodies properly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. living in a car and, well, again, a lot of times like you just get food. It was side of the road or gas stations or whatever. And we're like, this, I just don't feel good. You need to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. nice to kind of be aware of that. And especially with a big trip like that, you're sitting a lot. So knowing to be like, okay, I need to be active. I need to do things. Yeah. Because definitely if you just sit there and just eat junk food for the entire time, you're not gonna be feeling very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those things take a little while because I think there's so much that you're processing and you know that eating healthy makes you feel better or yeah. you know yeah. that you are driving a lot and so you mm-hmm. need some movement and some exercise as well, but exactly. all these little things are being put into place mm-hmm. over time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think 
and you also want to be experimental. You want to try certain foods, exactly. and you want to embrace mm-hmm. where you are. Exactly. Um, but balancing it out, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. But how did you did you introduce more activities or yeah, so cook more for yourself, or how did you? We we actually that? didn't eat out a ton. No, we didn't eat out very much mm. at all. We made actually one everything. one big joke. We have one of the couples we made the closest connection with on this trip. They make the joke that oh, it was better. Nothing beats the Baja fish tacos because we didn't get, have them when we were in Baja. <laughs> so that so was, we were being too cheap. We're like, we can't afford to eat anything else. We're just going to yeah. make everything. Yeah. So there's we like, you went that. to Baja and you didn't have the fish tacos. So that was this one joke they always had was nothing beats Baja the Baja tacos. <laughs> we just made all of our food because we're, oh no, we're on a budget. So <laughs> next time. Yeah. yeah next, next time, time like we'll realizing like, oh, we planned and saved for this. We can buy food. That's yeah. okay. So you have a balance for yeah. sure. Like be aware of how much you're spending, but also like yeah. make room for fun. Like I'm glad that we relax a little bit after that yeah. and be like, oh, we actually, we can go eat out or we can do this activity. Exactly. Yeah. Because that was the thing is we loosened up a lot to be like, okay, we can afford to do things. Yeah. And yeah. Like just even just relaxing to be like, okay, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to do stuff. Yeah. We felt rushed all the time. Like, yeah. Because we were like, oh, we have this short timeline to do all mm-hmm. this trip. And we ended up extending our trip because we we're yeah. like, there's no way we can do this in six months. And, and even doing it in nine months is not enough time, which we yeah. wish we would have done it longer too. But we had... Uh, jobs and stuff to come yeah. back home to so we had to cut it short but and that's honestly yeah. that's we're kind of breaking down was kind of nice it kind of like reminded us like it's okay to slow down yeah definitely again back home I find like we live like a very fast-paced life of just constantly moving so it's nice to be like oh we don't need to do this like you can just if you only go for a little bit right now that's okay and it's okay not to be in a rush everywhere yeah so it's just nice to actually slow down and be like okay you can just appreciate where you are right now mm-hmm. just enjoy that yeah so you've been back for a few months now, and I'm curious how the adjustment process has been. This is something I've talked with a lot mm-hmm. of travelers about. Yeah. Um, just like reverse culture shock, or Definitely. I feel like I kind of felt drunk for, <laughs> like I wasn't, but I felt yeah. Yeah, it's like weird. What's oh, definitely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Toothpaste aisle. You're like, why are there so many toothpaste? Like, there's so many toothpaste options and yeah. little things like that. What are some things that you've noticed since you've been back home one of the things that was funny is i remember this is probably the first two or three days that we were home and we were driving with my parents somewhere and they had just paved paved a new road and my mom was talking about how like oh man this road was awful beforehand you have no idea what this road was like i literally just looked at her, i was like i'm sorry you can't really talk to me about this right now it's like <laughs> have you seen topes like, Come like on. we've seen like insane roads and said oh yeah, okay, maybe it wasn't that bad. It's like, no, it probably wasn't that bad. It's a paved road in Canada. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually really nice. It's very much funny. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. And just like, I think that was weird as well is coming back and realizing like how much we've got done and experienced and just being like, oh wow, so much life still happened while we were doing this as well. Mm-hmm. Like a very, one that, this is a weird one, but coming back in, like we have nieces and nephews. Yeah. And like when we left, like they're still like babies. Well, your youngest niece was literally like three months old when we left. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then so like we came back and I'm like, you're a little person. Like she celebrated her first birthday like a month after we got home. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> so it's weird to be like, you can stand up. And yeah. You can do stuff where you're a little before human. you can barely open your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was weird. And even just coming back and be like, oh, well, I just did all of this, but this is kind of a funny one. But like, realize that nobody else realizes you just did this because obviously you're not just like, you don't have a banner that says, hey, I just did this. Yeah, like, no one knows that you just did this incredible journey, yeah. and, like, they're just doing their yeah. thing, and you're like, yeah, well, cause cool. Well, I remember it was even funny when we got to Ushuaia to, like, the final point where it's, like, like the photo op that everybody does. Mm-hmm. I remember we got there, and we pulled in, 
and it was like, wow, this big accomplishment. And right when he pulled in, like five tour buses pulled in behind us. <laughs> yeah. So we were kind of like having a little bit of a moment, just kind of like standing there looking at the sign, and like people came like kind of like pushed us out of the way so they could get a photo by the sign. <laughs> yeah. And we yeah. were standing there, and I was like, we just drove here. We just here. drove here, and yeah. like no one really even understands that. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, huh. It's kind of neat that, like, this is such a small detail. Yeah. But, like, no one is aware that this was just nine months of our life to get to this one point. Yeah. Where they drove, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. So it was just kind of funny to be like, oh, man, that's such a weird yeah. thing. Because that was such a big thing for us, obviously. Yeah. But for other people, it was like, oh, you, you probably don't even really think about this. Right. So yeah. it's just kind of funny in that sense. Mm -hmm. One little thing for me that was kind of like a thing I was so excited about that I'm never excited about is washing dishes in a sink with running water that's hot. Yeah. Oh. Because we had a tiny little back. like little collapsible bin that I'd wash dishes in and almost always the water was cold. Yeah. And like I'm not even cleaning these properly, but whatever. We're yeah. camping all the time. But yeah, I was so excited to wash dishes in our sink at home. I'm like, this is so weird that this tiny little simple thing that most people like hate doing I'm like I love this I get to do this now we this. had the same experience yeah. and our family members were like we have a, it's okay you can put them in the dishwasher yeah I'm like no, no no yeah why would I do that when I'm hot water exactly. and yeah. soap and I still have a hard time not wearing the same clothes every day oh same I went like a few days without like washing my hair and I remember your mom commented on it and I was like Oh yeah, I can wash my hair more often. I can do that. I can shower more. Yeah, I have more than three shirts. I can wear a different <laughs> yeah. shirt. Right, right. And yeah. I still wear the same clothes whenever I'm doing anything on the cars <laughs> because I still have not learned that I'm supposed to change into work clothes. Right. So. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's not going to change. Yeah, I think it, overall it just made us more grateful for all the awesome things we have at our disposal oh, yeah. living in Canada. So. Like running water, hot water, <laughs> a toilet. Yeah, just like infrastructure, just like mm -hmm. all the stuff. Like, we're just really grateful for it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like simple little things. Like, even this one was kind of funny as well. But uh, after Vanessa got sick in Mexico, I was like, oh, then we'll find you like an electrolyte powder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't exist. You in could not find them anywhere. Because we literally looked in every country. I think we found it once mm -hmm. in maybe Peru. Like, you could get like Pedialyte, like the bottles. Yeah, you could get bottles. Pedialyte, but you couldn't get like Gatorade powder mix or whatever. Yeah. So it was kind of funny because we we're like, this is just a thing I've never thought of being a luxury, but yeah. <laughs> I guess other places don't have this. This is not common. Yeah. yeah. So it's like little things like that, even like being able to drink the water. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's still weird where like, because obviously in Canada, like you can drink tap water. Yeah. But the amount of times where I'm like, oh, I need to get filled this, but I'm like, oh yeah, I can just do that. Yeah. I don't need to like seek out a water source that's safe. Yeah. That's kind of funny still. Mm -hmm. I'm still having a hard time with that. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like little things I've gotten, like you got so accustomed to that are not normal in all of the world. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. What a weird feeling. Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, really grateful. I'm definitely. sure too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is nice. Um, that feeling that you, you're like, oh, I could just have, I can have a shower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever I want. It's yeah. weird. Because oh, yeah. you feel, the showers are so infrequent sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That, or, or like a proper toilet can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, going home. I'm experiencing that right now, too. Oh, for yeah, sure. Coming totally. back from, from Spain as well, I'm like, wait, yeah. I can just wash my hair. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. whenever. It's, yeah. It's funny as well, because the thing that I've realized since getting home is I shower way faster now. Oh, yeah. Because like, I'll just get in. I'm like, okay, yeah, like, minute and a half, everything's done. So I'm like, all right, we have hot water that lasts longer than a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. 
So it's good. We're saving our water bill, though. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's a good thing, then, yeah. Which is kind of sure. funny. I just realized that the other day where I was like, I'm way faster at this than I used to be. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, having a process now. Yeah. yeah. So kind yeah. of funny in that sense. Just the little things. And the value of water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you but, think about... <laughs> yes, definitely. You think about, like, every drop now. You're like, oh, no, I'm not just leaving the tap on now. Because you're like, well, for the last year, we're like, we have 20 liters of water until we can find more water. So we have to save every ounce of this yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep yeah uh, that was fun to get used to in the very beginning mm-hmm. yeah. saving saving the water let's get one of those like uh the misting bottles oh yeah yeah They're nice the best. we met somebody who had that in panama and we're like this is going to save us so much yeah because use it to wash dishes it's yeah. great that was a big thing. <laughs> dishes and toothbrushes <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when it's hot, you can mix yeah, yourself yeah, if you versatile. want to. Mm-hmm. Were there any hacks that you picked up besides the spray bottle on the road? Or Ooh, do you think... There's a few. So, <laughs> well, one was a pee bottle. Yeah, it's like an uncom- like unspoken thing that everyone has. Yeah. Overlanding, just, I yeah. guess. A bottle that you just pee into? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still use that at home. He does. And I'm like, you don't need to do that anymore. But I'm we not have a stopping. toilet. <laughs> Um, one that we learned because we didn't have um, like air conditioner or anything, we just had a fan. Yeah. So one tip that we learned where if you're in a very hot climate and you don't have like airflow or whatever, is if you take just like a top sheet and you miss the top sheet down so it's slightly damp mm-hmm. and then have a fan on you, it cools the top of the sheet and therefore cools you. Yeah. So you, you want to wear as little as possible. So basically just like underwear naked if you can. And it basically just slightly cools you. Yeah. But not to the point where you're freezing. But even if there's just like a slight wind at all, it cools it enough. Mm-hmm. So that nice. was a big one. We used that a lot when we were in uh, Panama Net- or Orbaland Embassy. We used that too. Yeah, Costa Rica and Panama. It was uh, they had like a heat dome where it was the hottest it had been in like 30 years. So <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was a lot. It was hot. Yeah. So that helped an insane amount. So that was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what else. I actually don't know. I'm sure there's more. They're just not coming to my head right now. Th- those are the meat ones for me <laughs> yeah. that I remember. They're great. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are the meat ones for sure. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. So coming back to Canada, what would you say that you would want Canadians to know about this trip and the people you met along the way or what you saw? Ooh, that's I'd, a good one. I would say like... Because everyone always, especially like when people talk about Mexico, they're like, oh, that's so dangerous. Like you're driving through Mexico. Like people, there's a lot more good people out there than yeah. people assume. And like, like what you hear from the media, whatever, like we didn't run into any trouble mm-hmm. with people on our trip. Like we were very lucky to not have been robbed or anything like that. But like everyone was so, yeah, everyone was so kind. Mm-hmm. And they, like other overlanders we met too were in the same boat as us but mm-hmm. like everyone was so kind the locals always yeah. were just like they're just curious like what are you doing like yeah. you're from canada what's this but with the language barrier a lot of time was yeah. like we drove here from canada yeah. and that's all i could say like, yeah the quote that i like i forget where i heard this but i really liked it i found once we kind of started to like realize this and, like live like this it helped a lot was um only one percent of the world is truly evil 99 percent of the world is actually kind yeah mm-hmm. and when you you everyone that you come in contact with is being truly kind. Mm-hmm. You let down a lot of walls, mm-hmm. and when you have your walls down, other people let their walls down. Yeah, because most people don't actually want to harm you or anything. Yeah, even a lot of time when things happen, it's because people are in rough situations, but they're not actually truly evil people. Yeah. So when you kind of start to like view it like that, 
that helped a ton. Yeah. Mm. As well as a big one that I realized was in like when we were in Mexico and like when we broke down, mm-hmm. that was when like a lot of like heavy cartel stuff was going on. There was I think it was El Chapo's son was arrested or something. Yeah, it was all happening mm-hmm. in Sinaloa. Yeah. Yeah. So like I remember when we were in Baja, we met a couple there and they're like, Oh, do not go to mainland Mexico. Like that's the stupidest thing you could ever do. Mm-hmm. And we we're like leaving on the ferry the next day. And we're like, oh, well, okay. We're going anyways. And I remember I had like clients and friends like all sending us articles on stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh man, like this is this is going to be a lot. Where it was funny is when we left and we're in mainland Mexico, you, if you didn't tell us something was happening, we would have had no idea. Yeah. And it really made us realize where it's like, oh, the stuff that you see posted is way more than what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because even it was funny because it, that was what we initially noticed and then during the end of our trip um there's a lot of wildfires back like in our hometown and it was kind of funny because i remember seeing like on instagram and articles and whatever like how bad these fires were i remember like calling my parents and calling the guys i work with like oh you guys okay like how bad is it like we're fine like yeah there's some fires but they're not that close to us yeah right so just being like oh well from like stuff on like instagram and online it looks like all of bc is just a ball of flames yeah. Well, there's some, but it's not that close. Yeah. Yeah. So be like, oh, okay, maybe that's not exactly what it seems. So mm-hmm. the stuff that you hear might not always be exactly what it is. Yeah, for always sure. Think of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember living in Vancouver, and uh, I think it was after a hockey game or something. This is so Canadian. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's <laughs> actually ridiculous. But um, I think there were riots. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, we lived right downtown at that time. And it looked like the entire city was on fire oh, from yes. all the pictures it and stuff really that bad, I saw. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, there's a famous photo of this girl like laying in the street and some guy kissing her or yes. something yes, like that. Yes, I know yeah. what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, so yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's one of my you know? it, was, it was one street, Yeah, but yeah. it looked like the entire city. Yeah, it looked like all of Vancouver was, exactly. was just a riot. Just a mess. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, that's that's just, an important lesson to learn. I think oh, yeah. it's it's a pretty common one in tra- if you've mm-hmm. traveled anywhere, really. Exactly. Yeah. It's different than you think it's going to be or you've heard. Yeah, and just like use common sense if you are scared yeah. of running into trouble or stuff like that. Like, exactly. don't go into the sketchy dark alleyway yeah. that night. Like, like, trust your gut. <laughs> yeah, trust your, your gut. Saying, like, <laughs> don't, like, something doesn't feel right, trust that. It's not a big deal just to leave and go somewhere else. Yeah, we've done that. We were like, nah, oh, yeah. this campsite doesn't seem right. We're going to go find somewhere else. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of funny, like the point like you just said as well, is I think that like I realized as well, people would hear something like, oh, this is happening in, well, I'll just say Mexico, so like, oh, like Mexico's all super dangerous. This is happening in like Sinaloa. Like, do you know how big Mexico is? <laughs> it's a big country. Yeah. It's like, if you like, compare what's in like in Canada, it's like, oh, this is happening in Toronto. You're like, I live on the West Coast. Like, yeah. it take me a week to get there or like opposite ends of the US. Like, yeah. Really doesn't affect me because I'm very far from that. Yeah. But people just hear it like, oh, so it's all of it then. Yeah. But that's generalization. Not what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Like countries are bigger than just one town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Um, I know you guys are back home now, but what would you want to tell the people that you had met about Canada? Oof. <laughs> Oh, I know it's so hard. Somebody yeah. asked me this recently yeah. and I literally didn't, I couldn't think of anything. So I thought this would be a perfect question. That's, that's really <laughs> funny. I feel like everyone has a good idea of Canada already that we met. <laughs> Maybe it's but something they really don't know though. or yeah, it could be a misconception or something okay, that, yeah. um, I don't know. It could be something that's close to your heart yeah. about Canada that you want to share with other people. It could be that too. Mm-hmm. There's less snow overall than what people think. <laughs> 
we yeah, have, it gets pretty hot where we live. Like in the summer, <laughs> it does. like it gets like into like the high thirties. Yeah, yeah or like hundred degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like hundred degrees Fahrenheit isn't uncommon. Yeah. Correct. And yes, in the winter, like we still get a lot of snow, but we have seasons. So <laughs> it's we have not like, just winter, winter, summer, fall. We don't live in igloos. Spring. We've been asked that before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We same. don't live in igloos. Yeah. Not everybody in Canada plays hockey. Yeah. <laughs> there are Tim Hortons everywhere. Tim Hortons <laughs> is everywhere, and it's it's not bad. Yeah. It's not great, but it's not bad. Canadian cuisine isn't really a big thing. There's poutine and yeah, Nanaimo bars. Nanaimo bars, those were the big things we would tell people Butter about. Butter tarts. Butter tarts. <laughs> yeah, there's more of a global kind of food scene here, I would say, than yeah. some very specific, yeah. exactly. generalized yeah. kind of Canadian cuisine. Exactly. I actually, I had to Google what was like Canadian food, yeah. because one of our friends asked us on the trip, yeah. Know. And I was like, I actually don't know. I don't think it was poutine, but yeah. I was like, what's a Canadian dish? I'm like, I don't, I don't really know what's a Canadian dish. I think split pea soup or something like that was a Canadian thing on the list. I was like, I didn't know that. What? Okay, something like that. Did you like <laughs> lobster on the East Coast, I yeah. guess? Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, I'll say as well, like, Canada is way bigger than you'd expect. And a lot of the things that people know about Canada are essentially the coast. Like, people have heard of Vancouver and they've heard of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And yes, both very beautiful cities, but there's a lot besides just those. Like, yeah. we're but like six hours from Vancouver and people have no idea where that is. Yeah. And it's like gorgeous. Like we live in like wine country. There's lakes everywhere. You can it's go like skiing in the winter. Biking in the summer. Yeah. Like it's a very like outdoor active community, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people again, like they have that misconception of like Canada's always winter. Yeah. <laughs> where it's only winter for part of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's way bigger and there's way more like wild land than what people think. Like, True. Like I yeah. feel that's even like honestly, but being from Canada, I feel like I often forget that or I'm like, all right, there's a lot of trees here <laughs> and it goes on for a very long way. It does. Because even I was talking to somebody the other day about like Prince George, BC. Yeah. And then people are like, oh yeah, it's Northern BC. But if you look at the map, that's like it's kind the of middle. the middle. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot more above that. Yeah. But people forget how big Canada is. Mm-hmm. Like even somewhere like BC, I think it's almost the distance of driving BC to Alaska or like from the, like the U.S. border to Alaska through B.C., that's almost the same distance as driving across Canada. I think it's like driving from B.C. to Toronto or something yeah. like that. Like it's and people don't wow. realize it's that. Yeah. Because yeah. like you look at it on a map and you're like, oh, like that's pretty small. But maps aren't accurate in their sizing. <laughs> sure. So it's yeah. way bigger than what people expect it is. I think that I, we calculated like the distance between, I might have, I might be getting this wrong, it was Montana to Taktoyaktak, mm-hmm. um, I believe. And it was the same distance from, was it Montana to Mexico City? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of north. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of north. A lot, yeah. a lot of north. <laughs> Even I remember, this is one that surprised me, I didn't realize how big Mexico was when we left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember we got our oil changed in California. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. Yeah, we should be good for a while. Mm-hmm. And we weren't even like out of Mexico before I had to do it again. Yeah, we were like this in. Was way bigger than I, I think we were like yeah. in Tulum when you did that. I think so. Yeah. That was again where we were like, oh, cool. This is a very big country, and we now have a very little time to get through all of this. Yeah. So we'll come back. So we're definitely gonna go do Mexico again. Yeah. <laughs> Mexico was a bit fast. Yeah, it was way too fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have any plans? Future plans, dreams, upcoming trips? Are you gonna stay home for a bit and? probably work for a bit but it's definitely dreams and some plans yes yeah so i'll say yes to kind of all of those yeah <laughs> so we need to work for a little bit now yeah paco or truck is 
is hurting a little bit. Yeah, it needs some work. So I'm gonna swap yeah. the engine and the transmission uh, this winter. Mm -hmm. And then our plan is to finish the Pan Am and drive up to Northern Alaska and up to Tuck. Yeah. So we'll see how fixing everything goes on the truck because there's quite a lot that needs to be done. I need to change a lot. Did some damage. So we're gonna do that. And then we started talking about potentially shipping the truck somewhere else. Mm -hmm. so, or a different vehicle, we don't know. Or potentially a different vehicle, we're not really sure. Yeah. So we've talked about uh, shipping it maybe over to Europe or to Africa mm -hmm. and then going around there. Yeah. So we'll kind of see. There's a few things that are kind of in the talk mm -hmm. or in the works, but we'll see what we end up landing on. But there is plans to definitely travel more after this. Yeah. So this trip obviously got its claws in you and oh, you're yeah. eager to go back out. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely when we left, like, oh yeah, this is like all we'll do and then we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, we're like, no. oh, one and done, that's it. And like, nope, I'm, I want to go back, I miss it. Yeah, like, honestly, before we were even like halfway done with our trip, we're like, oh yeah, we could definitely do this longer. Like, yeah. we could definitely, we can go other places. Yeah. So, <laughs> we like to go through Asia. I really want to go travel through Africa. Yeah. Europe was also very cool. Mm -hmm. But just a lot of the world to see. What are some of the things that you miss from the road? Ooh. I, I miss like the people we met. Like yeah. it's just so like organic all the times. So, like oh, you pull up to the same camp spot that like, you found mm -hmm. an eye overlander, and yeah. you're like oh, like where are you from? Like what are you? Where are yeah. you driving to? And it's really cool just making connections with all these people. I love the simplicity as well. Yeah. Where it's just there's nothing because again, like I said, like our build was very simple. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I like that there wasn't a ton yet to think about. Yeah. And I like that all of our possessions were just there. Yeah. So it's kind of nice, but oh. We're gonna go do this. We're like, okay, well, this is here. This is there. Yeah. And basically, like, all of our belongings are in arm reach. Yeah. Which is nice, and just realizing truly how little we need to be happy. Definitely, and like everything yeah. that is happening in the moment is all we really need to worry about. Because yeah. like when we're back home, we think of like, oh, this is happening in like a few months. We have to plan for this yeah. or whatever. Like all this stuff going on at once. But when you're mm -hmm. on the road, it's just like, oh, we only have to worry about. What like we're today. doing today and yeah. maybe tomorrow what we're doing, but like you don't think too hard. Where you're going to sleep, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you're gonna sleep. what you're going to eat and yes. what you're going to do. Oh, yeah. exactly. And maybe where you're going to get fuel or water or yeah. exactly. a shower. It doesn't go beyond that though, like, which is so nice. Exactly. And I love the fact that it's just like, oh no, we can just go. Yeah. I want to see. It's like, oh, well, we'll see until we see food and we'll just go there. Yeah. You should probably find water soon. Yeah. Like, I just like the idea that you just didn't really have to think that much. Yeah. It is kind of a radical way to live uh, right in these times oh, yeah. because yeah. everything is so fast and exactly. complex there's so much going on there's so much stimulation mm -hmm. yeah. yeah you're always thinking about all the little things exactly um so it's really refreshing to have that change in simplicity yeah. isn't it definitely yeah. it was nice as well just to kind of just realize that like a question that i got asked a lot when we got home was um oh what did you miss the most from like having it home and i was like nothing really like we had everything we needed yeah. And like, cause we had people be like, oh man, it must have like been awful not having a shower, not having a bathroom or not having TV or Wi-Fi yeah, or whatever. Yeah, kind of embrace being a dirtbag and you're oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. It like, I know both Vanessa and I would agree, we're like dirtbags to our core. So we're like, we're like oh, I don't this care. is kind of just nice that <laughs> we can be like this. Yeah. It's just kind of funny cause again, realize like we really don't need that much. Yeah. And even when we got home, we're like, oh, we can get rid of a lot of stuff. We don't need any of this. Well, yeah. that's the best. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We, we purged so yeah. much when we got oh, yeah. home. I still want to purge more stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're still purging through stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we just did that recently also, went to yeah. our storage locker. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Need yeah. don't need this. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. It felt amazing. Exactly. To get rid of some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, that was even where it was funny is, because I found like living in the truck as well, people were like, oh, man, you probably have like, ev use everything. But there's so many things when like, 
<laughs> Next our entire trip was like, we can get rid of this. We don't need this. We don't I need like, this. We didn't even touch this this whole trip. Oh, yeah. What are we some thought we needed? <laughs> what did you get rid of? Oof. Like you from, didn't sorry, use... from the truck or from our house? From the truck, like when you started out. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure. Oh hmm. man, I'm trying to remember now because we, well, we, I'm not mad about this, but we had like way overbuilt our electrical system. Yeah. So it's like we need to be prepared for everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we had way more than what we needed. Yeah. So that was totally fine. <laughs> but definitely could have gone simpler on that. We definitely could have simplified a lot of things. Yeah. Because there's things that I feel like we thought way farther into. Like, okay, we need this, this, and this. Yeah. We didn't need any of that. Yeah. It's easy to overthink when you're planning because yeah. you don't really know sometimes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even on the second trip, you may yeah. find that you're also yeah. overthinking or yeah. pack too much stuff or don't pack yeah. the right stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But so. that was the thing is I feel like we had... It's honestly just like a lot of like like odds and ends. Like it wasn't anything like big. All our, like, our our Nesso tent was a big. That was a big thing that we bought that we didn't really use. It's like a portable like tent you can just like take onto the beach and it's like a yeah. nice little shade. It's basically like a portable awning. Yeah. Mm. That you can just set it up anywhere. Yeah. And we saw somebody who had one, like a couple of years ago traveling. This isn't genius. We need this. Oh, it's great for when you're on the beach all day and don't and have a vehicle with you that has an awning. But because that was the thing, we bought it. We used it. Twice. Twice. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it's big. It's like the size of like a duffel bag. It's huge. I was and like, we why like, did we bring I'm this? I'm glad we have this when we used it, but it was definitely like, uh, we should probably use this because we brought this all the way here. Yeah, we made ourselves <laughs> so, like, use it. We had an awning on the truck and 90% of the time you're right next to your vehicle or close to your vehicle if you're hanging out. So we're mm -hmm. like, we can just set this up and that works. Well, I, we also bought the Nesso tent and we didn't think we could install an awning onto the camp tech, yeah. but you, you DIY'd yeah, something to make something it work. work. So I'm like, oh, well, why do we have this yeah, Nesso so tent that now? Just for fun. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, what was the other thing that we brought? We, I carried a lot of extra fluids. Mm. Like, yeah. have enough to fix what you need, but like we had like multiple gallons of everything. Well, you just, bought a lot of transmission fluid after. Yeah, after we broke the transmission, I was paranoid, so I just bought a lot of it. Yeah. And we didn't need any of it. No. <laughs> but we were prepared for it. Yeah, we so were. So that's what matters. <laughs> so just kind of like little things, like even thinking, like we brought a lot more clothes than what we thought we needed. Yeah, I wore like the same like three shirts. Yeah. But like just rotated through them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it could have definitely simplified yeah. a lot of our wardrobe yeah. because you wear the same thing all the time. Yeah. Then we could have brought proper layers for the cold because yeah. we, we stupidly didn't bring like proper like warm down jackets. I didn't bring a jacket at all. You you had your Adam jacket, your Arc'teryx Adam yeah. jacket, but that's really light. That's not very warm. Because I think people <laughs> should know that are listening. Um, there's a thing called seasons that exist in other parts of the world. <laughs> when it's and summer in North America, it's winter in South America. Yeah, so the equator case changed. <laughs> so we basically chased winter for the last year, year and a half. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that wasn't super fun. We're just wearing a hoodie. Yeah. So definitely plan where you're going to be and when you're going to be there and the weather of what's going to happen. We also didn't know when we left yeah. 10 years ago that there are high elevations in Mexico and in yeah, Guatemala. Yeah, like really cold all of a sudden. We yeah. also didn't, ha we didn't have puffies. We didn't really yeah. bring jackets. We were wearing hoodies all over the place. Yeah. And we were freezing. We didn't have proper gear. Yeah. Exactly the same reason as you guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, which seems ridiculous now looking back at my, yeah. you know, decade, yeah. a decade ago. We didn't bring boots. <laughs> we brought no. Blundstones. Because we were like, oh, 
How much will we use this? We won't a hike. Lot. You should bring hiking boots. We did a freaking volcano hike in Guatemala and we did it in Blundstones and our feet were very mad after. I hiked a volcano barefoot because I was wearing Birkenstocks. <laughs> no, that was when we were walking down to Lake Quilatoa in uh, yeah. Ecuador. Don't do that. That sucks. <laughs> Just like little things where you're like, okay, really, really think through everything that you need and the purpose why you need it. Yeah. Right. That's the big thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't, you don't need a ton, but just make sure everything that you have has a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Good advice. Built. Yeah. Good advice. Good <laughs> advice. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Or everything should have multiple purposes. Oh yeah, that too. Think but of like... everything like a Swiss Army knife. You want it to do like at least <laughs> two to twelve things. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think those are the big ones. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um. One more question. Okay. And then we'll. We'll wrap it up and you guys can awesome. continue on your merry way. Okay. Um, what are your favorite books? Ooh. Ooh. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. My favorite book is The Alchemist. So I read that. This is actually kind of funny the way that this works is I have kind of like a theory if something gets brought up to me multiple times. Mm. And I usually do this like the, uh, series of three if it gets brought up by three times by three different people. Whether it's people or if it comes up in a movie or whatever. I'm like that's the universe or whatever telling me that I, I should look into this. Mm -hmm. And I remember the way this came up is Vanessa and I had gone traveling uh, probably five years ago mm -hmm. and that book kept getting brought up to me. I was like, okay, I want to get it. And it was the day we were leaving and I was like, crap, I don't have time to run to the bookstore, shoot, whatever. And I remember we were flying and we had a layover. And during our layover, I was like, I'm just going to go to the gift shop. Like if they have the book there, I'll just buy it. And I was like, if it's under 20 bucks, I'll buy it. And it was funny because it literally it was in the center of the stand, like at the very top of it. Like it was like the, the key book that they were like showcasing. And it was 1975. So I was like, I guess I'm buying this. <laughs> and I have read that book multiple times. It's by far my favorite book. And I'm awful at reading. And <laughs> that's the only book I've ever actually been like fully engrossed in where I was like, I can't stop reading this. I need to just keep going. Mm -hmm. So that's my favorite book personally. Yeah, I, I'm i not a huge book creator, but I'll say a book that I've been really enjoying that I brought on our trip is, uh, it's called Why Has No One Ta Told Me This Before? And it's, it's like mm. a self-help mm. book, but it's yeah. just more of like the psychologist going over like common like mechanisms you can use in your mm. life to help you if you're struggling with anxiety or whatever yeah. it is. And it's just really helpful, especially on this trip with like all the different stuff happening and mm. everything constantly changing. Like you feel nervous, you feel stressed or whatever you're feeling. Yeah. And it was just really nice having these tools at my hand that I could just like refer back to and right. just like be like, it's okay. We're going to mm -hmm. go through this and it'll be fine. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. We That's great. Oh, we listened to a lot of audiobooks too. Yeah. yeah. So that one, that one was nice though. Cause it was one of those things as well. Where like, there's obviously the stresses of being on the road. Yeah. Stresses of like family at home. Yeah. And basically like, stresses of just like life in general and be like, okay. Yeah. This is like a lot of like time just to think and be like, okay, how can I help myself in these situations? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's quite beneficial. Great. It's a big like self-growth time as well because obviously you're forcing yourself into an uncomfortable situation. Oh yeah, you have to and change <laughs> when you, you're going through all this stuff. <laughs> you really start to learn, or in my opinion, you start to learn when you're outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And pretty much this entire trip is outside of your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's huge for that sense is you can grow a lot as a person completely. Yeah. So it's very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. The most recent thing that I've kind of experienced is um, more like overwhelm of seeing so many things, but not necessarily digesting or reflecting. Mm, yeah. yeah, definitely. So having that time to really absorb mm -hmm. yeah. 
and totally. reflect. Yeah. But it's easier said than done because totally. you're just seeing things every single day, oh, yeah. every single oh, yeah. day, every single day, something new, oh, something yeah. new. Yeah. And you're like researching the place you're going and you want to yeah. learn about the history and you want to learn about the food and you want to talk to the people. And it's yeah. actually a really, it's a lot. Yeah. So much lot planning and you have yeah. to like plan ahead or else like you'll show up and be like, I have no idea what to do right now. Oh, yeah. 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 It was funny because even like I was talking to a client the other day and it was funny because like some, the conversation of like free diving got brought up and I got into free diving and I was like, oh yeah, this. And one of the guys I worked with was like, why haven't you told us that? I was like, I forgot about that till literally right now. Cause I was like, that's just, again, it's one moment out of an entire like section of like your life. And you're like, oh yeah. Was that in the cenote in Mexico? Yeah. <laughs> Basically I almost drowned in the cenote. Yeah. I don't listen to rules very well. <laughs> Did something stupid and there, okay i'm just gonna explain the whole story <laughs> i brought it up so there was an underwater tunnel that basically went from one cenote down quite a ways and then it was like underwater you could go out and there was another cenote on the other side yeah that we weren't allowed to go to you're curious though you want to but check I was it curious, out so i was yeah. like oh well i want to go like just see like what it looks like inside the cave so swam down swam into it and i was like, okay and then i looked back and I was way farther in than I thought I was in. So I was like, okay, well I have to go to the other side. So I just swam up to the other side, popped up. I was like, wait, I'm not supposed to be here. So I panicked and just like took a quick breath and went back down and swam down to go back to the other side. <laughs> and then I was like, shoot, you didn't really take a breath when you were on the other side. Yeah. So it's it's pretty scary. I honestly, I, I definitely started to black out. And I just have to keep going and hopefully just make it to the surface. Yeah. Thankfully, I did, and it was okay, but that was not a fun experience. Don't recommend that. Yeah, don't recommend that. No. Don't go swimming through caves. That's a very bad Without idea. Without a guide, at least, if you're doing that. Yeah, still don't do it. <laughs> it's a very bad idea, but thankful yeah. it was okay, but it was a very close call. Yeah. <laughs> Intense. See, yeah, yeah. really just thinking about it now because you just yeah. remembered it. Yeah, and that was, that was a story I forgot about yep. until like two days ago when someone brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of input. Yeah, yeah a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, a lot every day. Input. Yeah, <laughs> every day. Yeah. Speaking of input, so mm -hmm. if people want to find you guys online, yeah, uh, where can they find you? Um, so we're mostly on Instagram, and we have a YouTube channel, but it's just destined for wild. That's on all of our socials. Yeah, yeah. that's. I believe that's us on everything. It's yeah, destined for wild. Like we have Facebook too, but we don't really post on it very much but i'd say instagram and our youtube channel I'm trying to post more on youtube but it just like it's so much content you have to yeah. go through and everything i'm trying to keep up on it but for sure and with us working now too i'm like oh my gosh and I being, need on to edit. <laughs> being on the road when we left like, man, we'll do a video every week It'll oh awesome. yeah that lasted a one week i think and they were like this is so much work to do a video <laughs> yeah a week. it definitely it so is a lot fell behind there's yeah. videos coming that are backdated a lot because it's a lot more worth than people think. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that's coming though. But yeah, great. Stay tuned. There'll be more on YouTube coming. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Yes. Um, and if listeners want to check out your Land Cruiser, yes. there's also an article on Expedition Portal, a yeah. feature yes. interior yeah. uh, yes. article that outlines uh, what kinds of things you guys have in your drawers and what yeah. you brought and some gear exactly. and yeah. just a little bit of more info on your yeah. on your build so, so that's what there i will say as well if anybody has like questions about it or questions about this trip or just anything in general always feel free to message us on instagram oh, totally. yeah i love talking about this stuff he does and again have researched this way too much <laughs> so if anybody has questions 
I'd love to help out where possible. Yeah. So pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) pay it forward. Exactly. Help other people do what they need. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to come and chat with me on the Overland Journal podcast. And yeah, I look forward to seeing what's next for you guys. Thank Thank you. you Thanks for for inviting us. us. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Overland Journal podcast. Uh, We always appreciate you tuning in and we will catch you next time.